0: Welcome in. It's the Holy Grail BCJ After Dark podcast here on BearcatJournal.com. I'm Chad Brendel. Uh, so far right now, and this is something that we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, we've got 18 members, uh, 18 people in the chat to talk about the Bearcats' 36-33 to 33 win over Central Florida in the Bounce House on Saturday afternoon, evening, went into the evening. Uh, cheers to everybody. Who's uh, throwing one back? We have special guests. Dave Simone uh, is here with us already. Aaron Smith is joining us as well. I know Aaron is uh, heavily lubricated uh, as usual. Uh, what I'm gonna do? I think I'm what I the, the best way to do this. Uh, I'll just call off your name. I'll unmute you. Uh, fire off what you've got. Oh no, Cunningham's here. Jeez, this is crazy. All right. We're, <laughs> I, I think we're in alphabetical order, order here. Uh, so I'm going to unmute Dave. And I'm going to unmute Aaron. Aaron, do I need to mute you? Like, do you have things going on at your house that I, that I need to mute or are you good?
1: I'm in the laundry room. I'm all good.
0: <laughs> okay. Aaron's in the laundry room. Dave's in the kitchen. The cat will be around sometime. Uh, shortly here i assume we will start with um we're gonna go to brandon's iphone brandon on an iphone what do you got for us let's uh let's talk some bearcats in the big win over central florida um
2: thanks nice, chad uh this is pretty special um pretty interesting little venue here post post game to interact, uh, listening to you guys every week.
3: Um, I Thank guess, you. I mean, like, like, what do we think? Like, do we think higher the Bearcats? we think less? Um, obviously, he- holding their offense to,
4: you know, more than 200 less yards than they usually get. Like, just one of our overall thoughts of, of the Cats after the game? Um, I mean, I, I think overall um,
0: I'm pretty positive about things in general. Um, th- they were obviously not clean early. Um, it was one of those weird games where UCF wins the first and third quarters, Cincinnati wins the second and fourth quarter. And, um, I felt like at times this should have been a dominating performance, but when you go on the road, crazy things happen and crazy things happened. Uh, they weren't clean, which I thought was, uh, was probably the biggest, you know, differentiator in the score being close, but. Overall, you held their offense for the most part in check. There were a lot of three and outs. And you never really allowed them to set tempo. Um, and Desmond Ritter was was fantastic. Dave, what you got?
2: I agree. Uh, if you go down 14-3 after one quarter to that offense, you're not really supposed to come back. I mean, there were right. there were points throughout the game that it was like, if UC doesn't get a stop on this drive and they go down and score, the game's probably over. But that also shows where this offense has come even this year, not even from last year, just from earlier in this season to where UCF did play some good defense and UC did struggle at first. But, you know, once they got it to 14-10, I was kind of like, okay, this is this might be the way it goes the rest of the game, but they're definitely not out of it. Um, and then there was, I think the, the one huge the one huge turn was in the third quarter, or maybe it was into the fourth quarter. UC scored. They went three and out, and then we we I think kicked a field goal. And where if we, we would have scored a touchdown, we would have been up eleven, in, instead of four or something like maybe we kicked the field goal first, then scored the touchdown. But either way, it was kind of like you just you're not supposed to be able to withstand that so early in a game like usually you fold up and kind of cripple up and die or they just keep it going and this team has been resilient you know in the beginning of the year when they weren't playing great and today on the road when they needed it.
0: Aaron?
1: For me uh it's all about third down um all about really uh just kind of completions um UC went twenty-one thirty-two. UCF went twenty-six forty-nine. Um, which is a 10.6 yards per pass versus a 5.0. Uh, that's that's really been the name of the game. Um, UC ended up with more rushing yards, which I didn't
0: it didn't seem possible early. Oh no, Aaron's internet's got him <laughs> um, again.
5: Chad, if I may, with one more thought, I I, I was chatting with some some with the Dentail date, and I think that what what Luke said earlier in the week about. This game, and you know all the outside stuff about the playoff, but really about how UCF has been the the leader of this conference on the football side. I think I think UC took a big step. Not, I mean, for the football side, and saying for all sports,
0: like you know, we're the ones that run the American Athletic Conference. I think that was a big step tonight. Yeah, I talked about it a lot, and a lot, some of the radio stuff that I did this week. That this conference has been existence for seven years. UCF has won four championships in the seven years and three of those years they went undefeated in conference they are you know what you aspire to be in the american athletic conference and if you're going to knock them off the throne you got to go into their house and beat them last year was nice knocking them off in nippert stadium but you got to go in their place and win and they went in their place and won and i mean i think that was um that was that was obviously a, a very big uh, moment for UC tonight and for Luke Fickle on his program. Uh, Paul Brinker is next on my list. Paul, you got a question? You just got a comment. What do you got?
6: At the moment, I'm just kind of hanging in. I think that it, it was a it was a very interesting game for us. We, you know, I don't think all year we got punched in the face like we did yeah. those first two possessions. And the, you know, the, they came back and everyone was calm and and you could tell on the sideline that that they were in control. I think it was the difference between Coach Fickle talks about the difference between playing emotion emotionally and playing with emotion. We played with emotion today. They played emotionally. Yeah. And in the end, they were the, the emotional wore off and
0: we were able to keep playing. I concur. Dave, anything on that one?
2: Yeah, it's just you don't know how you're going to respond because four weeks in a row, you just beat the ever-living dog shit out of our opponents. And <coughs> you get down 14-3 and you probably have some guys on the sideline that are freaking out a little bit and you got to need your leaders, guys like Dez, Jarrell, to, you know, get control of that. You saw Dez going down the, you know, trying to keep every – Keep everybody up when it was 14 to 3. And you know, probably saying we're still in this, there's a lot of football left. We know how good we are. So, I mean, there's leadership everywhere because most teams wouldn't
1: be able to do that. Aaron. I'm sorry, I missed the question because I was dealing with internet connections. Go figure. Never mind.
0: God, good lord. I, I, I think for me, the biggest thing was seeing Des not let it get into his head a bad first quarter. Because we've seen that before where he starts out a little bit rough and he he has struggled in the past to fight that off. And it has continued to plague him a little bit throughout the game. You know, what they snap and clear. He was able to snap and clear and, and get into a, a headspace where he was ready to make plays. I thought that was for me the biggest takeaway from that game because we haven't seen that over the last four weeks. It's been relatively easy. And if not relatively easy, it's been Des has played really well so we haven't seen him had to answer that adversity. Uh, I thought he did tonight, so... Um, I
2: mean, he, he pretty much locked like, up Conference Offensive Player of the Year tonight.
0: Yeah, I, I think those two awards are done.
2: Yeah, Javon Collins as much Zavon as... Collins as, as is good winning, as, yeah. As good as Jarrell's been, like, that dude just has made insane plays to, to keep them winning games that linebackers typically don't make.
0: Yeah, Zaven Collins is going to win Defensive Player of the Year, and I'm I'm almost in the lockbox for, for Desmond Ritter on Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, we have somebody uh, that, that goes by, what's my name? I don't know your name because you didn't type it in the chat. <laughs> what's my name? Do you have a question or a comment? Would that be me? No. Uh, did, uh, uh, do you go? Yeah, you're there's two people. You're
1: <laughs> there's, there's more There's more than one.
0: Uh, there's yeah, two I, what's my names in this chat? Oh no. Oh Um, Jesus. (laughs) So
5: I think the thing that, that stood out to me, the way this game felt, do you think UCF is our in-conference rival now? I mean, I haven't felt any like feelings. Like I feel when we play them, it just feels tight. It feels emotional. Like, do you feel that from yourself or
0: as a fan or like, do you feel that from the team? Like, do you get any of that? Um. The rival thing is hard because I think that's something that is so developed over time.
2: We've only um, this is the what sixth time we've played them. We've won yeah. three, they've won three. It's hard to like call it a I, I don't, rivalry. I mean, it, it means a lot because it's usually the last couple of years. It's in conference, had huge implications.
1: Yeah, in, um, in conference, you, you go for whoever's got the best record and all that. I, I'm totally with you on that.
0: They're the gold standard. Right. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. UCF has been the man since 2013 when this conference started. You've got to knock them off the throne. Today was Aaron. Today was a huge step in knocking them off the throne. Right. You've won twice in a row. You've won at your place. You've won at their place. You go. If you if you finish the deal and win the conference championship this year, you're moving towards now it's your conference and not theirs.
1: Well, I mean, one of these teams has a claim to the national championship. You can take it for what it is. I mean, so be it. But, I mean, at the same time, like, we won a game that we were, according to ESPN and FPI, we're not supposed to win. According to Vegas, we were not favored by – we didn't cover the spread, don't get me wrong, but we were, we were not supposed to win that game, in all honesty, and we, we won compared to what everybody thought we were going to do. So, I'm happy with the win. Will I take it as rivalry? Um, my cousin graduated from there, and his best friend graduated from there. So I've been talking shit with them all day long. So yeah, Sorry, Dan. I'll, I'll I'll take that as a, I'll take that as a rivalry win. But for me, it holds some different stakes than maybe it does for everybody else. But at the same time, you know, to Chad's point, you got to beat the man to be the man, and they've been the man since roughly the last five years. So.
0: 2000. They won the conference in 2013, 2014. I think like with, when this conference started, they were they were they're the alpha.
2: I just think with everybody like not having any history of playing each other,
0: it's hard for rivals. that
2: the rival is going to be whoever's on top for any right. extended period of time. Like if see right. wins the conference this year, and they're going to go into next year as like everyone's going to want to be taking them down. So maybe not rival is the right word, but the target and. You just I can't like I get fired up to beat certain teams in the week, but I don't have any like visceral hate for someone like I would if we had been playing them for you know 50, 60 years or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, let's go to Brian's iPhone as a pro as opposed to Brian's uh iPad. Brian. Brian, you got anything? Oh, I thought I unmuted him. I asked him to unmute. He's not interested in unmuting. I don't think Brian going once going twice. How about Dave Sullivan? Dave, longtime member. What's your touch for D- Drew? Yeah. Dave, what's up, man?
3: Hey, uh, so this past week on the podcast, uh, you and Dave talked quite a bit about the defense and Elijah Ponder, probably not playing. And so I just
5: like to hear like what your thoughts were on how tonight went or this afternoon went and I thought the defense played pretty well considering what they typically put out for their offensive numbers. Um, but yeah, I'd like to hear the take on on what you saw and if you have heard anything about Elijah moving forward.
0: All right. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Really good stuff. Um, I thought Malik Van and, and Curtis Brooks held that side really well. Now maybe they weren't as um, impactful over 60 minutes as Ponder is, which that's going to be really difficult to do when you're talking about the number one edge defender, edge defender in the country on pro football focus. Um, But I thought Malik and and Curtis Brooke both made plays. Um, They did a nice job setting that, that boundary edge. I, I, I mean, UCF only had what 116 yards rushing, uh, which is about half of their average. So I thought they were really good. That's where that's where the concern was, and Luke talked about it all week, and I think we talked about it as well as much as possible. You had to see how they were against the run without Elijah Ponder, and I thought they were more than sufficient. Um, when I look at Temple and I look at Tulsa, I am not nearly as concerned about them being able to run the ball uh, as I was about UCF. As far as Ponder, um, I, I think – I mean – we're not. We're not going to see him against Temple. There's no chance you run. There's no, there's they, no point. they got. They got smoked today by ECU. There's no way you're going to see Elijah Ponder against Temple. I think target. I think it's a, it's probably a similar injury that we saw with Bruno. Bruno was back in four weeks. I think we could see Elijah back for the 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 Tulsa game to end the season. If they beat Temple, they're locked into the AAC championship game for sure. You will see him back. Uh, By the nineteenth for the the AAC title game, I think there's multiple teams with two losses. So I think if they lost to Temple and then,
2: I think they'd still uh, have the tiebreaker though because they beat all those teams.
0: Um. Okay. You you're more you're more dialed in. I mean, I heard on the on the post
2: game, I thought I heard them talking about that they were in, um, like Dan and Jim and Mo. Because I mean, thinking about it, if they did happen to lose their next two games, they would still have the tiebreaker over every other team with two losses.
0: Yeah, that's true. So they probably – yeah, that, that sounds fair. I haven't looked it up tonight. Um, so I would guess they probably are into that uh, AAC championship game already. And honestly, if they're already at that point, I I don't know that I bring him back until we get to the AAC title game. Just I, I'm sure he's going to want to come back if he can come back to play the final the, the final regular season game but um i think it's probably there's no point in playing them against temple it just doesn't make any sense how about we got uh, uh, this is going in alphabetical order i'm going to go to the bottom here um let's see who we got cunningham do you want in do you want to talk cunningham todd 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 <laughs>
6: He posted oh, no. a question in the chat, Chad.
0: I don't have time for the chat. He,
6: he yeah. posted a, a thing about, uh, about beavers being all over the field.
4: Oh, beavers. He was. Can you hear me? Out. Yeah. There you all go. Right.
0: Todd, 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 Todd,
4: <laughs> Todd. Technology is not my thing, man. What's up? I know. Uh,
0: yeah, I know. That's, that's why I'm doing this and talking to you now.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about the offensive line and how good they've been since Renfro, and they've made those two changes and just how that solidified everything. That can't be ignored. The the offense has just exploded since that's happened.
0: What did we talk about at the beginning of the season as they were going through those struggles offensively the first three games? They were not doing a good job on the interior of that offensive line. It wasn't that they were doing a bad job, but they just weren't consistently good on the interior of that offensive line. One, Jake Renfro, minus uh, – hard to talk about this with the last snap tonight, but Jake Renfro's snaps have been phenomenal through every game that he has played. Dylan O'Quinn, there, I mean, in talking to people around the program, there was a feeling that he was their best guard throughout the early part of all the, this, this season. He just hadn't found his way into the rotation yet. He got an opportunity. Um, when COVID hit Jeremy Cooper and uh, Jakari Robinson. And those two guys, I talked to somebody, it was right after the SMU game. And the question was, are, are you going to, you know, it, it, are we going to see the veterans return? Or are you going to stick with these two new guys? And they said, look, th- these two new guys graded out to the point that we'd be idiots to take them off the field after what they did against SMU. And they've made everybody look smart. I mean, there's been, I, I think, maybe what, three, four times over the past five weeks that you've really noticed O'Quinn or Renfro in a negative way? Did anybody see the video I posted a little bit ago on on Renfro's uh, block on the yeah. jokes touchdown at the end of the game? He's a missile. I mean, that kid, and I promise, go look, go look at a picture of Jake Renfro and tell me he is not Morgan James' illegitimate son that Morgan James fathered when he was like 11 years old. Which that's the that's the crazy part. There's an 11 year difference between Morgan James and Jake Renfro. But Jake Renfro has been awesome, and so is Dylan, Dylan Quinn.
1: Which lineman? It, which which Lyman was it that was up in the refs? Fa- well, he was on
3: right. the
0: goal line, but Renfro on the, Renfro. On
1: the, on the, on the two, two point conversion.
3: Two point conversion. Yeah. Renfro. Screamin- like <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's Renfro.
3: I think uh,
2: the interesting thing is, like, outside of – I think O'Quinn had won a couple weeks. Like, these guys don't commit any penalties.
0: Yeah. I I saw a snap infraction from Renfro last week, I think, or, like, a a, a, you know, a false start. Right, But But they've just been solid.
2: They're like, there's no – you know, you replace two guys on your line, typically, that are, you know – not really playing much, and there's timing issues, or you know, no, there's no free runners, like they're not missing assignments.
0: Nobody jumps offside when somebody on the defense yells their name.
1: There were, <laughs> there were certainly some penalties tonight, but none of those were really on the offensive line.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, those two have played clean. I mean, that's all you can ask for. You're starting a redshirt sophomore and a true freshman at left guard and center. Like that's that's pretty major in, in today's college football. So oh. both of those a, guys have been outstanding. Great question, Todd.
6: As Thank a you. group, they really stepped up their play in the as, in the second half. I mean, in the first half, the UCF was getting good push. And in the second half, we owned that line of scrimmage. So yeah. whatever adjustments that that, that Coach Crook and, and Coach Denbrock made at halftime. Those guys really stepped up because there were holes that weren't there in the first half, and and Desmond had all night to throw the ball
7: after halftime.
5: No doubt. And I, and I will just say this. Uh, I actually just got back. I actually live in Florida over in Tampa, so I was just at the game. I was at my house, so that's why I'm throwing the Zoom late. But I will say the whole second half, man, you could hear anything. Like, you could actually hear a couple of UC sections spot around the stadium. Doing some chance, man. There, you could hear anything. You could hear a pin drop and obviously Ritter. and Like what you guys were just saying, O-line's been fantastic this year too. No penalties compared to last year. Last year that was our Achilles heel was holdings, everything, man. They've been I, love starts.
1: I love that you have no voice.
5: <laughs> no, man, dude. No, it's so bad, dude. I just can't stand UCF. Fans, man. <laughs> I remember everyone was like asking me where I want to go to college. So, like, oh, you want to go to South Florida? I don't mind South Florida, but like UCF, man. I was like, dude, I'm not going to US UCF. You can count me out of
0: that one. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I think yeah, actually, I have, a, though, I, have a que- I have a question. Okay, you can ask the question to Paul because Paul, I think, is the new host of this show. Paul has been outstanding. <laughs> In his uh, his efforts,
2: how close are we to Josh Josh Wiley becoming villain number one in the
0: AAC? We're getting pretty close. Hi, Mo. You, Mo. What do you think about Josh Wiley becoming a villain in the AAC?
1: Great. Nobody hates shitty players. So, (laughs) (laughs) right? No, you're right. Here's my contribution. Have a nice night. Well, Thanks, been... Will.
0: Back to you, Paul.
6: <laughs> how do you top that? I don't
0: think you don't. I don't think,
6: I don't think I, I Actually, <laughs> I was thinking he's he's the, the guy that you that that teams have to, to defense now. how long has it been since we had a wide receiver or a a, a tight end that you I mean people were defensing Josiah, but Kelsey, Wiley, you got to think. You, you got to think in terms of down the field.
2: Here's the problem with the tight ends: is that nobody. And uses you're in
0: charge for a minute.
2: Nobody okay. uses them besides us, so I don't know how you practice against two six-five-six-six six receiving threat tight ends because you most teams just don't have anybody on their roster to replicate that. So I mean, they've seen. We run the same stuff every game. The RPO with the tight end lead, who can either catch it or block, or what, and no one can stop it because I don't know. How, I mean, nobody else has tight ends, at least that we play, so they're just ill-equipped to match up in that sense.
5: But yeah, and I mean that uh, that that one touchdown to Josh Wiley happened right in front of us at the game, and he just straight up ran away from that linebacker.
4: Oh. Well, yeah, that way, was, that was that was a little surprising like, like, to me. Like, like I didn't I, did, I didn't I
5: didn't realize how fast Or even like the corner didn't have an oh, angle no, on him at the,
2: at the goal line. I mean well, if and, and,
1: asked, and, and, but and, like, the crazy thing is with the wide receivers him. too. You ask how you stop him though. The way the way that you stop one of our tight ends is you blow an inadvertent whistle. <laughs>
8: Yeah, <laughs> was that That's little, God, one of our tight
1: ends. that was the most garbage thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So, Richie Grant and, was the happiest. And, and you know person what it was?
9: on The
2: fucking planet that they blew that whistle cuz if they hadn't that play would have been Ugh. all over the place of him getting dump trucked.
6: The, the 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 referee couldn't believe that Josh was able to stay in bounds. He was just oh. he, he thought for sure while he was going out, so he he blew it he blew his whistle. And that that step over to stay in bounds was was just beautiful
5: and again that 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 inadvertent whistle and that same I think Wiley's twenty eight yarder was the yeah. same exact kind of play, and that was again right in front of us, and there's UC fans UCF fans all around, and it's a clear touchdown that total, just total bullshit and they're
0: all like oh, <laughs> sorry, I just can't stand people it's a lot of sorry Dan uh, Dan don't oh. listen to don't have Sam around if you listen to this podcast. <laughs>
1: Paul, about, like
0: Paul, this is Paul's show. I, is, uh, is, like I
2: know, Sam's, Sam's like a teenager now, isn't he? Like this is two years, yeah. this is two years <laughs> removed from from the the uh, you know inaugural. Sorry, Dan. I feel like
0: we've moved on from sorry, yeah. Dan. He's it's I mean, Sam's four, Sam's fourteen now, so he's out on on uh, being. You don't think his friends his friend talk like this when there are no parents around?
1: <laughs> don't no. give me that sort of freedom. I'm I'm scared of that sort of freedom.
4: <laughs> how about the play design of RPOs going to tight ends? How many, there's nobody else running that play. It's very hard. That's their bread and butter and they run it perfectly. Got to give Denbrock give, some credit there.
0: Yeah. I, Denbrock deserves a lot of credit there for that design. That is a design that they've been using. I mean, that was the Josiah Deguara play.
2: Well, they've the, morphed the, it too now yeah. to where,
3: especially
2: today, ran they, it's tonight. they, they, they tried to do it a couple times last week. tonight where, like des will start to run and then stop and th- yeah. once the guy once the corner of the safety commits to him he'll stop and try to you know to throw it around and that was that was on um i think on lenny's drop
4: yeah that the lenny drop of, was awesome was
2: kind of like that he just went to run and then threw it around kind of around the guy if Well. He- if, if he would have caught that
5: ball, that would have been a touchdown, by the way, just in case you guys couldn't There was nobody me. around.
0: There was nobody no, around. There was
5: no one for 20 yards, either way.
2: Yeah. We, had a, we had a couple plays like that. Dez, kept, Dez handed one off.
5: Yeah, that on a, on a on third a sh- down.
2: Third down, third and short at the beginning. That If he had kept, he might have scored on that, too.
5: And on a Jerome Ford's drop, where we nope. actually got the rough yeah. pass our penalty. That would have been a huge play, too, but he dropped it as well. So, it's whatever, but well, we got the penalty.
1: Going, going back to the tight end talk. I know Chad, you've sat in on uh, multiple episodes of uh, the Bearcat Bounce podcast, where all of them, in fact, (laughs) all of them. I mean, I've been begging, babysitting. I've been begging, (laughs) get out of here, man. I've been begging (laughs) for them to throw the ball to the tight end more, begging for them to throw the tight end more, and they did today. Today they finally did, and it was great to see. It was great to see Lenny Taylor get multiple hits. It was great to see Josh Wiley get multiple hits, even with the inadvertent whistle. So yeah, I mean, it was it was finally like a, a thing where we're like, oh, we are tight end. You.
2: It's nice That's, to have that problem but, when you have like multiple passing game weapons that you're like throw it to this <laughs> right. guy more, and you're like, oh, we're throw it to this guy because they're good too.
6: <laughs> yeah, and
2: like, it's, a,
5: it's I a the. I thought the best tight
6: one. end RPO of the night though was the one that Des didn't throw. Yep. Yeah because there were a couple of times when UCF actually actually defensed that play really well. And the second one, which I think was in the fourth quarter, Des was getting ready to throw it and, and the, uh, that, that safety from UCF was right there and he pulled it down and ran and, and that was that was just beautiful because it was he was getting ready to throw it and he, and he saw him and it was like an instant adjustment.
0: The, the, the beautiful thing about those instant adjustments, are how quickly the tight ends turn to block. How quickly they recognize – because that has sprung Des for those runs a lot of those times. Maybe not on that particular play because they had the safety from UCF so uh, sucked out of that vacuum. But the tight ends do an awesome job there of instantly noticing when Des has tucked it, turning around, blocking their – sealing their man and giving Des an, an open lane to run.
6: Well, remember last week, he, you could hear him on 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 go go to tell yeah. Wiley, well, yeah, go go go. So that was. I think he's he may be getting. It's they do a signal where if he's not going to do it, he he tries to let them know that he's not going to, so that they can go ahead and and uh, and and break it off, break the route off, and start blocking.
0: I'll make him feel bad. I tried to. I tried to uh, get Justin to pop into this thing, but he's still right. He's a very slow writer. For somebody that writes as well as he does, he writes really slow. Are you talking about Brent? <laughs> no, well, no. Brent writes really fast considering he writes four thousand words every article. So he, you, you got to give him some credit he, there. He, he does eight hours of research. Get out of he here! Does. Really fast? No, no, he he does. Well, then He's that's like, not really fast if you're looking to eight hours of research, yeah. to four thousand words. Well, the writing part is fast. He's slow on the research part. Berg used to have that problem as well. Berg would spend like ten hours researching for an article, and I'm like, Berg,
1: listen, I get it. I, I, I mean, it.
0: the articles are great, but like, you got to figure out how to condense that time. Anybody else has a question? Just unmute yourself and start talking. If you have questions yeah, here we're at off, this point,
2: off the rails here.
0: Yeah, this this has been this has been way. Way better than I expected it to be, actually. You got a question you far away. Fresh?
9: I got one, Chad. Got one. All right, uh,
0: sounds good. You're talking to up. Paul. Paul's running this show.
9: All right, hey A-Paul, a <laughs> uh, couple observations first. Um, I think a uh, big concern going into this year uh, was the kicking game. Um, and I think Cole Smith uh, kind of flew under the radar as a unsung hero here today. I mean, he's perfect on field goals, kept us in the game, extra points, all that. Um and then also with Terrell going out, I, I didn't even notice him missing on defense. I thought Ty Van Fossen uh, filled in admirably on defense. I mean, you could, barely, you could barely notice he was missing. Ty was a freaking missile sometimes going in there on defense. Um, question I got is um, kind of spurred by a lot of the, uh, the chatter going into this week about strength of schedule uh, between UC and OSU. Um, you know, where, where UC technically had a, a, better strength of schedule than OSU or better strength of record. I forget what the stat was, but, um, do you think UCF could beat Indiana? That would be a game I would love to see.
0: Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I, like, I don't know off the top of my head who I would pick as a winner. Cause I think they would be fairly close. Um, Indiana's got legit talented receiver and Michael Penix is really good.
9: Yeah, I who's think a, a receiver that's caught like seven touchdowns in the last three games? He's kind
1: that's of like, fly Frode or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some
9: weird. Names. Fly yeah. It's, it's I, we're beast. not allowed
2: to talk about Michael Penix on this podcast because he should be at Tennessee <laughs> right now, but my stupid fucking head coach took away his scholarship when he got the job.
0: <laughs> not that you're bitter. No. Not, year, at, all. Not Jared, at all, clearly. Here at
2: Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, throw nine interceptions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is, if you were looking for Dave After Dark, you're getting it. it it's it's in a different format, but you're getting it. Um, I would love to see UCF in Indiana. I think that would be a, a fantastic game. Um, if, you want UCF,
3: strength, I- if you want some strength and schedule stuff, uh, you know, we beat uh, UCF today and. Our favorite guy, Herb Street just jumped BYU over us in the playoff thing. So. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you, doesn't, you know, you don't know what it means. Uh, play the games and take your chances and see what happens.
4: Speaking of strength of schedule, you just brought up BYU. Both of them have December 5th off. The networks probably would want it if the money's right. I think you have to play that game, don't you?
1: No. I actually don't agree that you <laughs> ever have to play that game. What do Why? you get from What do you get from playing that
4: game? It's National a, TV exposure, money, no, and if, they need if, money. What if What if
1: you lose that game, though? What you
5: it can't does, go into that it mentality. Does, it does nothing positive for
1: us. It's a loser. Agreed, one hundred percent agreed. You, it does nothing <laughs> positive for us. We cannot. If we win that game, all right, cool, we won that game. But if we lose that game. What what did that do? Like if you win that game, what does it bolster you? You're already ahead of them in the standings. The only (laughs) way that the only way we there are no
2: standings yet. Tell me tell me where we are on Tuesday, Tuesday, and I'll tell you if it's worthwhile to play the game or not.
0: Here's the thing for me. If we're
2: lower than eight, like if we're eighth or worse, then it's pointless because you're not getting in the playoff anyway.
0: Here's the thing for me. Do the kids want to play the game? The answer is yes. The kids want to play the game. game. Yeah, that's it for me. That's it for me. This is a team that has look, look at all the COVID issues we have seen around the country. Knock on wood, this team has largely avoided it outside of a couple freshmen being idiots uh, over the bye week. This team has largely avoided these issues because they are all in on this season and being the best that they can possibly be. If you can make the game happen on December 5th and the kids want to play the game, play the fucking game.
2: Based on the that's way te- where I'm at. Based on the way Temple's going, we might not get to play them next week and then that game gets moved to December
0: 5th. Yeah, that's possible, but that's why I said, if it's possible to play the game, I play the game.
1: I don't want that game, man.
3: Why? Uh, so you I have a question. There's and something somebody I'm posted scared of.
0: I'm just what does
1: it do like BYU
4: is a national name
1: again if we're already over them though in the national rankings for what
4: you're still gonna have you're still gonna have the argument BYU Cincinnati you squash that argument when you beat BYU for who the national pundits Which matters, right. hey, Aaron? Say,
9: say we say we come out fifth at the end of the year, and we're lacking a win over a top ten team, and BYU's right there. We schedule them. You saying no? Who if they put beat?
1: That's even relevant though,
9: over us. No, but no. BYU, BYU's not relevant, but to, no, no, to the no. The, picture, the, that's what I'm saying. the question is, if BYU
0: puts UC over a Texas A and M, isn't it worth it to play the game?
9: Yes. Make- Absolutely. Yeah. I, you don't know that yeah.
0: answer. Here's but, the pro- here's the problem. If you but don't if, know that answer until it happens. You don't if, know that answer until it happens. If Tulsa's still ranked and we beat Tulsa at the end of the season, nobody gives a shit about Tulsa. If yeah, it's our third, we're,
1: we're it's we're our third ranked winner. win and we also beat who we have they, to beat for the
7: conference championship, I see. He, that's fine, that's Jack, fine. You mute. That's fine. <laughs> Get out of here. The key will be the initial rankings that come out on Tuesday. Exactly. Yeah,
6: nobody's ranked yet.
7: Yeah, nobody's yeah, that's ranked that's
0: yet. ultimately what it comes down to. If you're in striking distance on Tuesday, yes play the game. Schedule the game, play the game. Let's go. Let's go. Luke,
5: yep. And, Luke, let's and go. Luke and Luke didn't say no today Exactly. in the in the press conference. It was once it, again,
4: like you said, Chad, he didn't he didn't poo-poo it. He said like, well, we'll see what happens. Think about all the hype that'll be around that game. You're going to yeah. have game day there Listen. probably. And what it's going to do to recruiting and just – it's going to explode. see is in a really good spot right now, and this is going to add rocket fuel to that. If my Notre
1: Dame article wasn't enough, I'm here to just stir the pot on a whole bunch
0: of <laughs> so That's why I brought you on. I'm okay with that. Yes. But it's, seriously, for me, if the kids want to play the game, go play the damn game. Like, Now, I'm not going to Provo. Zero chance. Yes. I'm going to play. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, not, it's no. a
2: one-off. There's there's no return game. You want to yeah. play the game? You come to the UC. We play the game, and then that's
7: agree.
4: it. Agree, agree.
7: Now, I have a daughter in Philadelphia. They are on a hard. I'm sorry. Lockdown. Yeah, and so it's quite possible sorry. That the <laughs> game will go away. And so if that happens, my first phone um, call is the BYU well, AD. They, and didn't say, they Let's, play there today? Yeah, but they're down to their fifth string quarterback due to injuries and COVID.
1: Also, they're the Owls. Well,
0: the, kid, <laughs> the kid that was supposed to start today got kicked off the team. So, <laughs> good. I hope yeah. I hope that was a really good night with your girlfriend. Listen, I
1: do a rewind on the AAC every every week. They're still the Owls. They're they're really bad. That
7: They're being very, said, very... they've been at the one on our side. The past oh yeah, we, times ne- we we've never play
2: well there. I, I
7: have I have a um, uh, question or a suggestion for a discussion, which is that one thing I've been wondering is that Cincinnati, this Cincinnati team is really the first G five team that's made waves in the national discussion where the focus of their the the centerpiece of their team is their defense, right? And ball control. And I, I can't really ever think of another team that had this kind of success outside of the Power Five, that wasn't sort of a gimmicky spread offense. Yeah. Fifty six to forty two. Do do people think that will work in our favor uh, moving forward with the uh, college football
0: playoff, or do people even care at all? I don't. I don't think they're smart enough to realize it. I think it is a a massively important uh, talking point that I don't think will be. Um, mentioned, but this team is not a gimmick. This team is built on insanely good defense, an offense that I believe is still on pace to set the school record for points in the season. I, I gave Tony a little crap about that on Thursday on the radio. This team's on pace to score more points a game than the 9 team did. Tony
1: doesn't want that smoke. They everybody
0: he, don't. About he knows it. he don't.
2: Everybody talked about UCF's offense, and yeah, they put up a bunch of yards. They're averaging forty-four points coming into tonight. UCF's averaging forty-one point six. Not that, like,
0: no, it's not that big of a difference. Well, and they've just been a and lot I more efficient. They're, get, and they're doing getting it.
2: attention because I also think they're getting attention because the defense is legit. And you look there's around college, you look around college football, and there's just not a lot of teams that are even the good teams are like Ohio State's defense is trash. Like, Georgia's defense is really good. Their offense is atrocious.
0: Don't you slander like, Westside Jesus like that? He's not there. He's their defensive coordinator. He is. I thought he was still with the Titans. No. Oh,
2: you well, he's, the he's DBs are terrible. So that tells you. <laughs> <they already know.
0: laughs> he's their co-DC. Yeah. So I think they're that's getting, where. That's why they tried to hire Marcus. That's why Vrabel tried to hire Freeman to Tennessee because yeah. Carey left.
2: I think they're just getting recognition because it's like a full. It's a last year. The def- really well, last year, the defense was really good, and the and the offense was the UC offense just wasn't very good, and so you never felt like you know if the defense even has a semi-off day, you're not going to win. Um, they obviously figured out ways to win some ridiculous games last year when the offense was terrible, but now no yawning
0: over there. By the way, I saw that.
2: You know, as close to, I mean, they really are a complete team and they have one unit that is, you know, ridiculously good regardless of who they're playing. And, and, they're, and I think tonight will take anybody that was like, yeah, but, and it's like, listen, you know, they gave up 33 points, but, you know, seven of that started at the 22-yard line. So you can't take that away, but the defense as a whole drive in, drive out, played pretty damn good.
0: They did their job.
3: I I think think they uh, have gotten a lot of national publicity for the simple reason that Fickle didn't leave, and he turned down Michigan State, and suddenly all of a sudden people are saying, here's a guy who wants to maybe build a program, has some validity, some honesty, and when you start talking, he always says it starts with the two lines. And If you look at what we have stockpiled in the undergraduate parts and the freshman, sophomores, and indoor recruiting, I think they can't help but look at that in a pretty immensely positive way.
0: Well, here's the thing, Doc, and good to see you. Hi. It's been a while. <laughs> I missed you. Um, there's a lot more talent on this roster that is not on the field yet than, than the national media realizes. Yep. I mean, I, I've been really impressed with Justin Watley. I've seen some stuff from Dominique Perry inside that really has me thinking he could be a guy that's a factor down the road. Um, I do think they're probably going to, going to need an edge guy uh, similar to Majay, one of those long, you know, active edge defenders that they, that, that are, they're the unicorns. They're what are really hard to find in college football, finding a guy like my if it was easy, everybody would have one. Um, it was funny. I did. We can talk about it. The coaches can't talk about it, but I can talk about it. I was asking some people about Jawan Briggs, the the UVA transfer from Walnut Hills, who was a top 75 recruit. He was probably he was probably one of their top two or three defense, the players at Virginia. And I was I was asking uh, some sources about him and, and UC's interest. Clearly, UC's very interested. I said, um, where do you see him? Is he is he a nose? Is he Elijah Ponder that can play that boundary defensive end in a three-three-five? And the source said if that kid wants to play safety, he can come in and fucking play safety. I don't care.
6: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's playing. No, he was playing nose for UVA though, right?
0: Yeah, but they run a four-three, I think.
6: I no, they, they, they no, they play three-four.
0: Are they? They're three-four now. They're three-four. Broncos three-four coach.
6: So the, um, line, the, the line calls would be similar to what what we're running now with three three five.
0: My guess is he, if he came here, he would go into Ponder's spot. That would be my guess. If Ponder was an inside guy. He wasn't a nose. He was a three technique. But Ponder was an inside guy, and he moved to that, that boundary end spot. And I, if, I'm, if I'm UC, I sell him on that. I say, look, we turned this kid from an inside guy to the number one edge defender in the country. And oh, I sell him on. I, I sell him on that hard. Curtis Brooks did decent in that spot tonight. He had a, he had a very good did. night tonight.
1: Let's let's not sell Curtis Brooks no. short.
0: No, 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 no chance selling Curtis Brooks short. And
1: even even Malik Van on some some limited opportunities came in and he did his thing too.
0: Well, I mean, I think if you if you're looking at it, Van would go into where my J is because we're being honest with each other. We're watching. Uh, the culmination of my Jay Sanders' career as a Cincinnati Bearcat.
1: I... Listen, we, we know what the end is. We, we get the end game.
0: <laughs> we all get the
1: end game. But, I mean, we're, we're talking we're about the fight, right? We're, like, yeah. we're, we're, we're happy about what we saw tonight. Absolutely. We're just in, having in, some fun. In Elijah Ponder's absence, we're, we're still happy to see that some guys filled yeah. in
0: as they should. Malik played really well there. I thought Curtis played really well there. Uh, and you got exactly what you expect to get. From um, Michael, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. This is like this was a lot of fun. This I would love to do this more if you guys are down. Uh, I, 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 think, just wanna, I, think... I just want to. I just
2: want to say thank God UC is good because I'm about <laughs> to read you something that
0: oh, is going to make Here me cry <laughs> tonight. This, this has to be Tennessee related
2: tonight. Tennessee lost their fifth straight game by double digits. They've been playing football since 1891. This is the first fucking time that's ever happened.
0: Sorry, Sorry
7: I'm I'm sensing some Tennessee hatred.
0: <laughs> yeah, <but Kentucky laughs> from, from a points. from a Tennessee alum. From a Tennessee alum. <laughs> can, can, can we hear a... Tennessee hatred? Can we hear,
1: can, can we hear a question from somebody who hasn't asked a question yet? Anybody I... new
0: want to ask a question?
1: Greg or Matt or Matthew or Pixel or
0: iPhone Ted or Russell. iPhone, iPhone Ted, you got something?
1: Any defenses you're worried about coming up? Temple usually was beastly. On defense
0: right i mean any defenses you're worried about you're worried any about zayvon collins is a monster like that kid if i'm drafting in the top 10 of the nfl draft i take him he's the number one rated defender in p in pff and a lot of times because of the analytics of pff people don't understand so they look at like they will look at uh, number one edge defender in the in, in the NCAA. And they see Elijah Ponder, then they go look at Elijah Ponder's stats, and they go, eh, that guy's the best guy? Well, yeah, because of what he does that that isn't in the stat book. You go look at Zayvon Collins, holy crap, man. I've watched a bunch of Tulsa just from the time slots they've been in. That guy makes game-changing plays. I mean, <laughs> it, it, for me, it goes back to... Um, Wiggins in 2018, where he made all those end-of-game, like, splash plays. Collins does that for four quarters, man. I, I That guy terrifies you. The
6: important thing is, is he does it for four quarters. He's the guy yeah. that keeps them in the game till the rest yeah. of the team wakes
0: up. They no. might be under 500 if, if he wasn't on their team.
6: Oh, yeah. They,
2: they should have he's three months really with him on their team.
0: That Yeah. <laughs>
3: he's, he's so – Temple had
0: that
2: linebacker a few years ago.
3: Yeah, that was crazy good.
2: Temple had very similar. All, the, all their the
0: guy with the goofy well, long last name. Well,
2: crochet. Uh, crochet like transferred that. to Miami.
0: No, they're talking about before that. The I know, White but I'm just saying like all their yeah. good,
2: all their really good defensive guys from the last couple of years are gone. They're not good on defense or <laughs> offense.
6: <laughs> well, they're, they're on the, they're on the field so much right now it doesn't <laughs> matter. By the fourth quarter, they're dead. Yeah, their
0: offense is terrible. Yeah. Anybody else questions?
6: I got one, Chad.
1: All this right,
6: uh, what do you
1: think about the secondary and how is it? Is it better than is it 06 or
6: 08 when you guys always compare it? Do you think
0: um, 08 is generally the comparison because you had Mickens and Delo, uh, Brandon Underwood, and I forget who stepped. Dave will probably correct me here. Who stepped in for Haruki when Haruki when Haruki graduated?
7: Aaron Webster Um, I think yeah
0: Aaron Webster that was that has been the gold standard because this one uh expands to five at least you know expands to at least adding Bush as a starter and then you have an all-conference guy and and Javon Hicks who's you know fighting to get on the field I I I think everybody's going to absolutely love Brian Cook next year uh there's just
2: there's way more depth in this in this group
0: and yeah, they're just what, as good at the top. They're just as good with with Sauce and Kobe and Arquan, and then probably better at safety than Aaron Webster and and Underwood with with Smiley and um, Dilo or uh, Defo. I, I don't think I I thought it was close for for the start of the season. The farther we've gotten into this thing, I don't I don't think it's even close. You just anymore.
2: can't keep shutting teams down that. I mean, and the offenses are different, obviously. Like they didn't play against offenses
0: like this. There was a lot of teams that spread it around in that Big so East. Not SM, quite SM, the same.
1: SMU, Memphis, UCF, though, are still 600 yard a game teams, and we still keep holding them well under the the average. Even even ECU, and I don't like to bring ECU up into like a stat conversation, <laughs> but Aylers I always mean, can throw it. But at the same time, like Holden Ailers is is a dude. Like he's he's still a dude. Like, yeah. And Houston, like we've we've held everybody to well under the average, and they're doing the damn thing every week. While I covered like the entire AAC, I'm I'm seeing what they do every week, and they aren't doing shit against us. Like it it doesn't matter who it is.
6: So I (laughs) I have a a question about the secondary. Then this is Paul's show.
0: Head at it, Paul. I love no, so I'm I'm, we, see, I'm, we, I'm considering
6: we, all we, – we, we I think everybody here agrees that, that Majay is gonna is gonna get drafted. Is gone. Yeah. Does does Arquan Bush leave? He's eligible.
0: No, I don't think so. I think he's still um, you, think, you no, think he needs he, another he, year? He, because he, he, because no, I, I take, he,
2: he takes over for Kobe's spot yeah. next year, and that builds yeah. his draft stock way more be showing he can be an outside guy than being your slot guy. Okay. I mean, i
6: That makes sense. It's not that with, he's you know, not good. Don't
2: kids are going to do what they, what they, what they want to do and what they need to do. I think from, you know, from a draft standpoint, it would benefit him way more to go play on the outside as a focal point, you know, corner versus, you know, just being... Because then if he goes now, he's only really seen as a slot guy because he hasn't right. shown that he can do on the outside and they're not going to draft you to be an outside guy if they've never seen you do it.
1: Well, it's kind of like a, the, the Bengals free agency. Um, no nickel guy goes early on, <laughs> on on free agency as the guy. It's the, the outside guys that go. So not as – not as with with Arquan Bush being the nickel guy, he's not going to be looked Keith. at right now the way that he should be looked
0: okay. at. Keith actually raised his hand, which I nobody has, has done <laughs> that this entire – show so a, i directly... like uh
2: jason cooper's background thumbs up
0: well like done the... jason yeah keith raised keith politely raised his hand i do that sometimes in restaurants when waitresses are like back when we were allowed to go to restaurants when
1: they're ignoring you
0: i would just raise my hand and sit there and wait for the waitress to notice that i had my hand raised
1: i just I love that, that he has the marty brenneman haircut
7: he i mean he kind of looks oh yeah i mean it, it's very similar keith what's up How are you doing? Um, Good. I guess my biggest concern while I was watching tonight's game was, I mean, over the past four games, we never settled for field goals. In other words, we got it in the red zone. We pounded it in and made games very easy. Tonight, I got a little nervous when we got into the red zone a couple times and we kind of like stubbed our toes and... It's like we gave UCF an open door that they almost walked through. And so I'm hoping this is just like a one-off and something that doesn't continue going forward. And I was just curious what your thoughts were on this.
2: I, I agree. It's a small gripe, but I don't like that when we get, especially like inside the five, we get condensed instead of I'm not saying spread it out and be in the shotgun, but you have these two tight ends that nobody can match up with when you bring four tight ends in, and bunch it up you're telling the defense what you're going to do more times than not they haven't stopped us but they did tonight on a couple times and I would have liked to see more of Wiley and it doesn't even have to be them spread out you know a bootleg or a play action where the tight end fakes like he's blocking and then releases to the back of the end zone type stuff where you have those guys use them especially down there like we did I forget which game it was when they split Wiley out and threw him the fade touchdown, it was the most obvious play call ever. Like you're not putting your six, six guy out there to run the ball up the middle. So I would like to see a little bit more of that. I feel like sometimes we fall back to the, we're a power running team and we have a 230 pound running back. So we're just going to jam it down your throat where you can use your weapons a little bit better when we get in close
7: like that. I get that. Yep. I I, think there was that. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Keith. Well, there was the that one sequence where we had it like on first and goal around the two. On the one. And the third down play looked like it was going to be an RPO, but their linebacker made a hell of a play, read it, blew through a block, and sacked Ritter for like a four or five yard loss. And then there was that one time, though, where we did run the quarterback sneak. We, lay, we basically lined everybody up, everybody knew it was coming. And Ritter just kind of jumped over. And I'm just surprised to see that not just UC, but a lot of teams just don't line up and say, you need a half a yard. Just run the damn quarterback sneak. Let's not shotgun snap it. Let's not get into all this fancy crap. Don't don't get
2: me started on starting a running play five yards in the backfield when you only need a foot.
4: Right. Dave, exactly. That gives me nightmares. I
2: don't understand it. Everybody does it.
9: Let's
4: that give gives me nightmares about uh, Butch putting. Jones in Tennessee.
2: Hey, the Butch Jones
4: special.
9: <laughs> yep. Oh, God, <laughs> God damn it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean, I was, I was about a bottle of Jaeger deep, but I still remember Butch Jones running on fourth and one from the shotgun about three straight times and, and failing. So, yeah. Eddie Grand, what, Eddie, Eddie oh. Grand,
0: it feels your pain there, Jake. Yeah. Hey, Let's got, run got heart. Well,
4: one play yeah. we haven't seen a lot that we ran a lot last year with Mike Warren is the wild, is the wild bear cat. I'm surprised we, we haven't it run it that more. We've run it out, a little bit, but not gone a lot. Away
0: from it. Yeah. yeah. They ran it with ducks early. They've gone away from it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly really Though why
2: I'm I guess up until today, we really didn't have that many plays the last month inside the five yard line. <laughs>
0: No, what they've been really good at inside, like the 10, 15 yard range, is scoring. Are well, yeah. On are those play, slants? Like, not are not. those are those slants to like? Um, to, we've seen Michael Young get a couple. We saw uh, Jay Sean get one last week. Um, they've been really good outside, uh, making those quick plays. But you don't get a lot of opportunity for that when you're at the one. When you're at the two. Um, I do think it also needs to be talked about more how much you have to commend this coaching staff for looking at their wide receiver room at the end of last year and going, nope, not working.
8: Yeah, no. You guys are out.
0: <laughs> With that yeah.
8: said,
1: they, they failed today multiple times in the red zone, to everyone's point. Like, they, they should have done some – when you start a drive on – Go like, to those guys. When you go to the one or two-yard line and you run no offensive pass plays whatsoever
4: – don't yeah, get me wrong, Dokes is a beast. Dukes. Where's Trey Tucker? He's the most explosive guy on the field. They need to get the ball in his hands more.
0: I, I see. yeah, but not 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 inside the five.
4: No, no, I'm just say no. in general. In general,
7: I've yeah, said, I agree. On,
1: I've said on our podcast that you know Trey Tucker does one thing every game where you're like, "How the hell did you do that?" But he didn't do that this week.
9: You know what? You know what's he had awesome? a, he had like a thirty-yard catch, didn't he? That wasn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Wasn't a how the hell did you do that though? You no, know, no, it wasn't crazy. But they they didn't run the typical end around play that they usually run once or twice a week for every, like, every you know
1: every week prior yeah. to this week. He's done one thing every week where I'm like, how the hell did you actually do this, you small little midget man?
9: And this, <laughs> the this, route was nice though.
1: This was not that week. Unfortunately, here's
9: here's what's beautiful.
0: Last year. I don't think there was anybody really outside of maybe Pierce, uh, you know, the, and Deguara that we were saying you need to get them the ball more. Now we're saying you've got to get Jordan Jones the ball more. Wiley, You've got to get Michael Young, the ball more. You've got to get Alec Pierce, the ball more. You've got to get Trey Tucker, the ball more. You got to get Jerome Ford, the ball more. You got to get Lenny and, and Josh, the ball more. Like that's a pretty damn good problem to have. And that was the point, like initially, to go from where it was last year when we didn't want to give anybody the ball in those situations (laughs) to this year where it's like, well, we've got eight guys. We got to get the ball more. Like it it wasn't remarkable.
6: It it wasn't that we didn't want to get the ball to them. It was, they were never available to get the ball because they weren't (laughs) open.
0: You know, I watched uh, Paul, this, this was, this, this cracked me up earlier today. I was watching all the, uh, the highlights that they put out or the, the hype videos that they put out, which include the highlights from last year's game. And every time I went, Holy shit, Trey cloud caught a touchdown last year in the UCF game. <laughs> that, I mean, but those guys struggled to get open. We talked about that ad nauseum over the last two years. And you know, my feelings on that have been um, completely clear. There's nobody that mailed it in more than joker phillips did when he took a job here Mm -hmm. every other room was increased exponentially in talent level coaching and production the only room that never got there was joker phillips room and now mike brown finally has uh an arsenal of weapons and we are arguing over which one of them uh deserves more touches which to do that in a in one off season to take that room from complete shit to uh we've got eight guys we got to throw the ball and figure out a way to get the ball to and, and one off season is really really impressive
8: yep cool. hey, can i jump in here to ask a question
0: absolutely oh well, yeah i was gonna All say right. well before before we get this question
1: i'm sorry aaron listen man we got co- he questions. was polite You got questions in the chat that have been there, sitting there. Cooper, you got to speak up, man. Clearly, this is not a chat thing.
0: (laughs) All right, go ahead with your question, and then we'll let Aaron read questions from the chat.
8: All right, I've got two thoughts here. Number one is, just from the proverbial eye test, where would you take UC, after seeing them for eight games, where would you put them ranking on how they look versus, say, a Texas A&M, a Notre Dame, that type of thing? That's the first thing, the second thing, just to comment on that last snap. do you think it was possible that that snap was not as much of an error as it looked like, but he may have got because right beside red or whoever the other player was right beside him was so like so it almost like it got hit in his vision and he may have hiked it to the wrong guy.
1: Where are you calling from iPhone Caller because I love that accent'm
8: i uh, I don't wear no I don't even know how to use this crap i'm this is my <laughs> second time on zoom uh, <laughs> I- <laughs>
2: consider yourself lucky over the last how many months that this is only your second time on zoom
8: and by the way one other thing here too uh thanks a lot for doing this because while well, everybody else in my house is asleep it feels like i'm back at the game and so thanks a lot for doing this this is pretty fun so where are you from i'm sorry i live in uh out east of cincinnati about in adams county not with that accent get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I go ahead. I would,
2: I would probably, you know, are just looking at the two teams you mentioned, I think te- Texas A&M is a big, f- bit fraudulent. Um, they had they're holding their hats on the win over Florida,
1: and Florida's holding that same hat.
2: Um, but they, they were. I mean, again, it's the first game of the year, so. But they barely beat Vanderbilt. They didn't look very good against Mississippi State or Arkansas. Um, I guess we'll only really see against Auburn the la- their last regular season game if that happens. I mean, obviously we'll be hoping Auburn wins. Um, I think Notre Dame is pretty good. I would. I would. Notre probably... Dame's pretty
0: complete. I think I, I would compare yeah. Notre Dame very much to UC in that they're very complete. But offense, yeah. defense, special teams.
3: But I live what here if, in college station Clemson, and I really want AM to lose so bad.
0: <laughs> they don't play anybody. They're not what gonna if, lose. What if Clemson
1: beats Notre Dame though, and Notre Dame has their full staff and
0: Clemson has their quarterback? How do you Notre Dame's Notre Dame's still getting four?
1: Clemson
2: How do you, would Clemson would have to beat him real bad because I mean that if Notre Dame doesn't lose to North Carolina, they'll I mean that'll be looked at as a
0: North Carolina is the game.
1: I'm saying, is that, is that not a fraudulent win, though, if, they, if Clemson actually has their actual quarterback? No, because – DJ DJ Ukulele threw for 1,000 yards. For he was still on awesome. I get it, but
0: I'm saying that wasn't their guy. Yeah, but if he played like crap – I mean, you might as well cuss. If he played like shit, uh, you know – it, it doesn't, you know. Then what you if, can say they so missed so, Trevor Lawrence.
1: So tra- say Trevor Lawrence goes for seven hundred yards, is that not different? And it's no, seven
2: a lot of yards. So yeah, I get be, it. Be, that'd be different.
1: <laughs> I, un- I understand. I mean, I'm I'm saying like, what if you go for something crazy against against Notre Dame? Is that not different? Oh, let's just
2: cut the shit. A one loss Notre Dame team is not getting left <laughs> out of the playoffs. <laughs>
0: No, one lost Notre Dame team with a win over Clemson. They're not exactly getting like it's not happening. It, I, I get your point, but if 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 DJ was bad, then you have an argument for Trevor Lawrence making the difference. I, I, I don't think that that's the case um let's let's start to wind it down here anybody any more questions keith is your hand still up or are you just have not erased coop, your hand go enough. to coop
1: he already put the questions in the chat then
0: read the damn question aaron <laughs> You're in the chat man i gotta go to the chat unless you want to say i coop are you okay you're the moderator you got to read the chat mr moderator I'm trying to figure out how to get to the chat yeah, you're uh, the one that talked about the chat. I'm not in the well, chat because I don't want to was, get to was
1: the Was Young chat. banged up, didn't see him yeah. much? Is Tucker going to take over the punt returns?
0: Uh, Young wasn't banged up. He was out there. He made, he made a nice catch. Um, I just think, you know, the more the more tape gets out, the more people are going to look like he's been Dez's number one guy. So people are going to look to take away or start to try to take away Michael Young here. Um, that's why it's important to have Alec Pierce come back and be effective like he was tonight a little bit, then that starts opening up, uh, and giving you Michael Young back. Um, I mean, no, I, I you look
2: I, at it though, like Dez completed 21 passes and 11 of them went to the tight end. They obviously felt that that was where the mismatch was.
3: So, wait, I sure, think that was they, an adjustment,
2: and they still ran the ball almost fit. almost well, Dez and Dokes combined for 42 carries, so I mean, they ran almost as many places. As UCF did, so there just isn't, you know, when you complete passes to nine different guys, somebody's going to get the the lower numbers. And tonight, it the tight ends dominated. It was the receivers that, you know, kind of had the lower numbers. But
0: well, what about the, the first push- punt return was bullshit? There we go. All right, That's, that was yeah, a, that was a slide might- tackle <laughs> at I forgot that okay. one
2: on my uh, my list of terrible calls tonight. I definitely thought that was like well, kick-catch kick, interference.
0: Here's what I wonder. Did they rule that the block in the back? It, well, I wasn't
2: the same guy, I didn't think.
0: No, it was the same guy. It, yeah,
2: was, it, was, did they it ruled, looked to
0: me like he pushed him it was a different game. guy. See,
2: I thought it was a different guy, too. It was. Hold on. Because the guy that... He would, it would be impossible to, for him to get pushed in the
1: back and slide tackle. Like, how, how does that happen? The whole punt return garbage was... Awful. Like you, is there not a halo rule? Did I make this? They're sp- there- supposed to be when you, the, fair, when you call for a
2: fair Supposed game.
4: to be one yard one round. you.
1: That dude you was certainly not without one yard. Cause if that, was, if that's the play, then you do that every game. Why, why isn't everybody doing this? And why wouldn't everybody take this as a a staple to – I guess because they didn't – I don't know if they have – you have to make contact
2: because you always see the guys, like, run down there and stand right next to the guy when he calls a fair catch. They don't
0: call it when they should, probably.
2: He didn't make contact – he didn't make contact with him, so that's why they didn't
0: call it. But it was – it should have been punt catch interference. The second one – I'm not giving up on Ryan Montgomery for a bad night.
1: Well, nice. and Luke Fickle clearly didn't give up on him. And and granted, like it didn't play out horribly, but I'm, I'm still nervous. You will not catch me saying I'm not nervous about going forward with that.
4: Yeah, but because he, had a bad tonight, he was solid. Yeah, yeah. He was he solid before tonight. Everybody has a bad game. I'm still nervous. Don't
1: get me wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying sell the guy out, but I'm still nervous. I think that's exactly
0: what you're saying. No, I'm still nervous. Like <laughs> I believe in him, but I don't trust him. Is what you're saying?
1: Correct. Like <laughs> he should be out there, but I'm scared shitless every time. Out there and had, the ball. He, no, he. Uh, you again. We're we're going back to madness as opposed to like the BVP from this past week, and that's fine. But you know, you you can have the guy out there and you do with the thing. But like you give let's, him a couple chances, and if he if he f's up again, like let's be real, let's,
0: that's, like that's that's it. Let's get a definitive answer on this, Paul.
6: I think if he was going to replace him, he'd have replaced him on the third punt.
0: Thank yeah. you, Paul. If he didn't believe in him, he would have been replaced. I get it.
6: He's not afraid to pull the trigger and, and change people. Yeah. No. How
1: That's do we get we two new starters on, on the airline? Who yeah. Who's number, who's number two, though?
7: That and being said, return, that fumble recovery on the second – Love. Justin huge, Harris saved the game. the game. Huge.
2: Yeah. Huge. That yeah. might
7: be my play of the game.
2: Happy birthday, Justin Harris.
0: That really might be like, I haven't I haven't really sat down to do bites yet because I set this up. Um, that might be my play of the game. Because if they recover that up 14 3. Yeah. They and they're it in and they're, for they're inside
5: the red zone. They're in the
0: red zone. Yeah. You punch it in for 21 3. Like, it might be, a, there might not be any coming back from that. Like, I, I don't care how good the defense played. So back to my point
1: is if he actually fumbles that away to the other team, is that the end for him?
0: No, I don't think so. Uh,
2: no, he probably still would have been on the team.
0: <laughs> I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have put him in the transfer portal.
1: No, I'm saying, <laughs> if like, they put somebody else in at that point.
0: I don't think so. I think that's their yeah, guy.
2: why don't you ask Luke on Tuesday? I will. He'll love
0: that one. <laughs> I have that Luke, press pass. Luke, Luke, if Justin Harris doesn't save Ryan Montgomery's ass, did you, would you kick him off? Would you have kicked him off the team? Give me a press pass. I'm in for that question. <laughs> <laughs> that question alone.
7: <laughs> All right, we we're, yeah.
0: we're, we're at like 70 minutes here. One, take, one more is. It, go can, ahead. I take,
5: can I take one more take, real quick?
0: Absolutely. A taker so, question. What do you got?
5: So like. I don't know. Uh, on the drive home, I was looking back to how last year's game against UCF went, where everything went just about perfect. Nip at night, what five turnovers? We got every. They were still
0: within three at the, exactly. the at the end of yeah. the game.
5: Yeah, and we got we got every break we needed. Again, like you got Cloud catching touchdowns. That was probably the only ball he caught all year, and every and, and everything and everything and everything that fell into place. Don't send like... this
2: podcast to Trent Cloud. <laughs> and then,
5: and then like. Coming into today, looking back on like, there was there was a lot of opportunities that got mishandled. Like uh, coming out of half, they didn't of, play great. In the back. No, no, like we left so many opportunities out. Especially the open drive, uh, we are backed up on the eight to start. That place is going crazy. First thing on the one, we uh, first thing go on the one, we end up kicking a field goal like we talked about earlier, and then just a bunch of other mishandled stuff and like last year everything went perfect and we won and then like this year there was still some stuff that could have definitely gone our way even the two-point conversion that they got if, if any one of those guys for us if I think it was James or um, whoever was there if they picked that off that's going two points for us the other way so like UCF caught some breaks on their end too so I mean at the end of the day like Luke Figgles like if, we, if we're playing our best football at the end of the year we stand a good shot and I just think that right now there's still plenty to work on and we just took down, and, and and we just like today, like how we opened the press with like we just made a statement, like we just did that, and we didn't play our best game.
9: Joe, Not how probably. how
5: was the crowd?
9: Because I I was I, I was at the SMU game, and I mean there was five thousand, seven thousand people there. I mean, no, there was there was, was about
5: twelve, there was about twelve thousand. I would say that probably there was about a thousand Bearcats in there, but I mean it was still like right from the get go, like. If you guys have never been to the bounce house in two years when there's not Corona,
2: do you have cause... to sign a waiver that if you if the stadium collapses no, on you, no, you, like... you won't, <laughs> sue the, won't sue the university. <laughs>
5: no, we were uh, we were there whenever game day was, and we got our butts handed to do us when Milton was there.
0: You can cuss was... on this podcast; it's okay. <laughs> when, when, it was, when it was, we've when established it
5: was... that
9: yeah. it's already got but, the E rating. So, but, <laughs> uh, whenever
5: whenever it was two years ago when we got game day at UCF. And there, and we and my family went there. There was 45,000. I still think if they're like, I remember, uh, Chad, on one of your it's takes, you know, for your life. Season predictions, you said that the red zone wouldn't go that way, our way with those stops, and UCF would punch them in. If there's if there's 45,000, I don't know if we win tonight. I love the Bearcats, but there was 11,000 there, and that place was still bumping and humming a little bit. Obviously, when they got their momentum, it picked up. When it was quiet, it was quiet. But still, I still think if there's forty five thousand in there,
0: okay. well, what? How much better do you fucking think UCF's going to do in the red zone? They were
7: five for five.
0: No, no, that's. <laughs> I, mean, I think
5: I think at the same time, like for us as Bearcats fans, like this is the best offense efficiency wise, yeah. run pass, and even then, like we were talking about the tight ends. But it takes like to guara last year, like people with double guard to guara and not fucking any wide receiver. Like that's how bad we were,
7: right? Where, but, where, but this my, year we got we young. We the
5: entire
1: Jackson,
0: wide receivers, bro.
5: No, like, and my, and even like Jalen Thompson, we got so many guys now. It's crazy.
0: My point being, I said I was worried that UCF was not going to go one for six in the red zone. That's true. Like they did at Nippert Stadium last year, they went five for five. Yeah. Like they They're dominated. Good. UC was that's the worst UC's been in the red zone, I think, since Luke Fickle's been here. And they still managed to eke out a, a, a win.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there was plenty, there's like plenty to take out of it for us, which is crazy. Cause last year it was like, oh my God, somehow like we, we led up till the last second with that big play to whatever it was, Hicks or Mixon, yeah. or whatever the hell his name is. But like that was the only like slip up of the whole night. That's it. With, yep. Like today and, even then, like UCF on a lot of those calls, like I mean, I was watching per- peripheral and like those calls, great play calls by UCF, like tons of misdirection, tons of great route combinations. Like those guys weren't just wide open for no reason. Like they were, not, like I, I'm watching, I'm like, damn, like that was just a good call. Like, like, yeah, Kobe Bryant's lost because he just got picked by two people, and the rest have no idea what's going on. So I think we
4: got to talk. About how we ended the game too. We got the ball with four minutes and thirty some seconds to go, and we basically ran it like right down your throat. throat. Ran
0: the clock out. Ran, what about ran what about, the clock about out? And sliding. Not though.
5: scoring. And love, what about no sliding? What about the controversy there? Because there was mixed emotions
0: in the Bearcat section, just to say the least. Um, with one forty plus, we talked. We talked about this in the media zoom uh, before Luke came on. With one forty plus left, you go down. Yes. Without question, you do not tri- give. I mean, C.F. a minute. I would have tried 15. to score it's, it's on the. Third. kind of like the I would to score yeah. on the third like down. The play. I think they did try to score on the third down yeah, they I think they did.
9: Luke, like said, the Luke said it's in like the, the post game that they were going to hand it off. It's like the. Knicks the, on yeah, the air and snap. Five yard
1: run yeah. and going out at at one yard. Like it's
0: kind of kind of like that. I mean. You don't give like you you don't open it up to chance and give them a minute fifty Correct. with yeah, the way that was, their offense runs. They can yeah. score in a minute. So then they get results. an onside kick opportunity with that, 50 seconds left.
2: Once they used all their touchdowns and got it under a minute.
0: Timeouts, yeah. not touchdowns. Yeah,
5: touchdowns. They did not use, Yeah. And again, they did not and, use and all and their think, touchdowns.
2: And again, and I think if that fourth
5: down snap is a good snap, we don't even question it. But the fact that yeah, Mr. Mr. Renfro sent every Cincy fan to a heart attack. I was and just a minute like, away from there, a hospital like, room
2: was ridiculous. Just thinking about it in the sense of like, they have all the big guys in there, and if something goofy would have happened, there's no chance they would have caught. No, it was it was it was a scoop and score, no question. <laughs> I no I question.
5: It like, would have been like Auburn, Alabama, Iron Bowl. Like, there's no athletes out there. The only, thing
1: the only thing I'll say on, on the other end of that is you, you, why not score?
0: Why not? Because you're giving them a minute fifty. But you're up to score.
1: You're up by nine. They can score.
0: Look, hey, let me ask you this, Aaron. Let me ask you this, Aaron. Go ahead. The the 2009 Cincinnati Bearcats, would you have given them a minute 50 down two scores? I don't know. But but this isn't the 2009 Bearcats. No, they they were on pace to be the, the most prolific offense in the history of NCAA football.
1: I'm just saying, man, you go up 10 points and you just let it rest on that.
0: No, you, you what you do exactly what they did, but you don't fuck up and you score at the end, right? You score with 15 seconds left to go up 10. I w- I with a minute 50 left, you do not give UCF the ball under any circumstances. No way.
1: No yeah. walking way. They score rather, in the third
9: I, down I, I and swear all to God. this is over. Agreed. Yeah.
1: When UCF <laughs> took over, I would have rather had the extra score than UCF taking over with one second left on an extra second that was just gifted to
9: UCF. On the five yard line, Aaron? Why? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you, what, what, what are they going to do for the five yard line? You just saw Aaron, it.
6: Aaron, it's you Aaron, Aaron you're, you're wrong. wrong. Just admit you're wrong and <laughs> give it up. Aaron, <laughs> do your lawn freak.
0: Die on oh, the Bro. Paul. Paul, what are you doing tomorrow night? I've got a podcast that records at eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you think? Uh, do you think James Franklin? Send me the Zoom invite. i yeah, honestly. <laughs> do you
8: Paul- think
1: James? Do you think James Franklin's watching that last uh, minute forty three seconds? He's yeah, yeah, probably. in you know. Hollywood anymore? Where's, where's James Franklin these days?
0: Paul, tomorrow night. You and Aaron, deathmatch, the BBP podcast. Loser, loser goes home. you got to have more
1: head than, than bookcases.
0: <laughs> All right. Anybody else?
6: At least I'm not in a closet.
7: Fine. <laughs> Keith, you're muted. All right. There is an example, though, from UC history where giving team a team time to score at the end Almost cost us, and that was when Brian Kelly went down to West Virginia. We
9: were yeah. up two scores. I was,
4: <laughs> yeah, oh so my gosh, Pat White that was, figured out a way. Unless we're all Cincinnati fans, every Cincinnati sports <laughs> in the history is
2: McAfee kicked yeah. like a hundred-yard field goal and got over to you. You yeah. never no, leave no, it time the,
4: on the clock.
1: You
0: don't yeah, remember McAfee, that game, Aaron? McAfee. McAfee ran,
1: actually yeah, brought that up on the his game. show recently. The too. Fans came running back in. I get it.
2: My my brother went to school there. They had already left and
5: Yeah, they all came back in. Was that what? Whenever 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 Matt had Kelsey on his show recently, they actually talked about that. That's the worst night of his life. Yes. he says that's the worst
0: night of his life because he was set to be an absolute king in West Virginia that night, and they didn't win the (laughs) game.
5: Yeah, and then and then Tony Pike stole back. Was that was that Kazim Ali? Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep.
9: Yep. That was a game Kazim
0: Ali pulled his Trink Cloud moment.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was all a story right. that with two minutes to go there were fifty thousand people in the place. Uh, one minute there were about fifty. And at the time of the went to the overtime, there were fifty thousand people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, they all came back in with the booze they grabbed from their car in the parking lot. They
3: molested us on the way down the hill when we left the game. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't beat your ass. That's what I say. I use molested. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Yeah. (laughs) all right everybody i think that's gonna wrap it up this was maybe the most thing fun thing i've ever done on bearcat journal this was out fucking standing
9: let's do it again
0: yeah we're gonna do this (laughs) again like i'm gonna drink
1: harder next time what i'm gonna drink way harder next time
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome i fucking love it Dave, Aaron, thank you. Everybody that showed up, this was yeah. awesome. Absolutely awesome. I hope it translates into a podcast. I don't know if it's going to or not for people listening. Um, but from a, uh, an experience right here, next time we do this, you better get your ass here. Because this was record? a blast. Did you hear Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, Absolutely. Got, yeah, we're we're so recording.
1: Who cares? Make it a and podcast. And, and that's
7: that. That's what I'm going to do, Aaron. Oh, by the way, real quick, uh, Rutgers just scored a touchdown and scored a two-point conversion.
0: They got the two. two. (laughs) Also, by the way, I'm going to enter in negotiations with Paul and Keith because they deserve a podcast. It's like somehow, some (laughs) way, Paul and Keith need the podcast.
1: Not if there comes no controversy. So I'm (laughs) in.
0: All (laughs) right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks everybody. I'm Chad Randall, Dave Simone, Aaron Smith, BCJ members, Twitter users alike. Thank you. We'll see you next time. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com.